0: Time to go into the promised land, right? And uh, Moses said, if you don't go with us, I'm not going. Huh? Amen. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how we feel about it here, too, is that if, if, uh, if God's not in this, we, yeah. let's do something else. Right. Amen. I mean, you know, there's lots you could do. You could go, you could go hunting, fishing, knitting, crocheting, yeah. right? Go to the library. Amen. Praise the Lord. But God is here. God is in this. God is moving here in this church. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Jesus. All right. I'm going to um, uh, move briskly here today and uh, uh, share with you the offering and the communion message. Say offering and communion. Offering Offering and communion. communion. So I'm in Genesis chapter 17. Excuse me, Genesis chapter 14, verse 17. I'm in the New Living Translation, um, and this is, talking, this is a story about Abram. Abram is called the father of the faith. All right, how are you, Jason? You feeling better today? God bless you, brother. Thank you for being here. All right. We're going to talk about healing today, in Jesus' name. We're going to talk about healing a lot in this church till Jesus comes. You know why? Because the devil wants to make you sick. Uh, And he's a liar, right? We don't just roll over when we feel symptoms. You're supposed to fight back, amen. Amen. Come on. With your dying breath, you should be saying, by his stripes I'm healed. Amen. So this is a, a story I'm going to be brief about. Abram, his nephew Lot was captured by some kings. There was a war. And the kings came and captured Lot. And Abram went after them with, with his, with his uh, posse, and they whooped the tar out of them. Amen. Amen. Have you ever read the story? Yep. I'm giving you the BLT, condensed version today, right? Uh, the first church service we ever had as Boost, Boost Church when we were family of faith five years ago. I preached on this one verse here for about 45 minutes. And that's about how many people got up and left in the middle of it too, all right. Okay, so I've learned to be a little bit more briefer. A little bit more quicker, a little bit more, you know, pithy, right? (laughs) P-I-T-H-Y. That means get to the point, Pastor. All right, hustle. Here we go. Verse 17, after Abram returned from his victory over Keter Laomer and his allies, that's the king that Abram whooped, right? Mm -hmm. Did you know that a rancher could whip a king if God is with him? Yes. Mm Hmm? A single mom can take on the state of Colorado if God is with her. Glory! All right, in the Valley of Sheva. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem. This is a very important person in the Bible. I realize that some of this terminology, you may be thinking, Melchizedek, do I have to know how to spell that? I'm not sure I could spell it, but he's a very important person in the Bible. King of Salem. That is the king of Jerusalem. That is the king of peace. Yes. He's a very significant figure. Mysterious, somewhat mysterious that appears on the scene in the middle of the of, uh, of this story about Abram. Uh, he was the priest of the Most High God and he brought Abram some bread and wine. Yeah. What do we got right here? Bread and wine. Alright. And, wine. All right. and he, Melchizedek blessed Abram with a blessing say I'm blessed blessed. when you receive the bread and the wine today I want you to say I'm blessed friend you're going to have to fight for the blessing did you know that did you know that I mean some of y'all women brought a purse in here sometimes Cindy makes me carry her purse at the mall or something Would would you hold this I say if I can stand still I will hold it like a mannequin, but if you make me follow you with this thing, (laughs) does it match my outfit? Why am I talking about this? You got any idea? Okay. Huh? How do you get on these bunny trails, Sandy? Anyway, you brought that purse in here. What if somebody came in here and tried to snatch that purse? Would you say, oh, just be blessed. God be with thee. Is that what you'd do? No, you talk about, huh? Messing with a tigress. You're going to get scratched up, brother. Amen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to go down well for you, son. Right? You're going to get beat up. She's going to take that person, lambast you with it. Amen. That's the way we should be with the blessing. When the devil comes and tries to take your blessing, when he comes and tries to take your peace out of your home. When he tries to take your healing out of your body, That's right. you shouldn't just say, well, I guess this is the will of God, nope. not my Jesus, it ain't. Nope. Uh, I want to, you know, I've heard this. I've been in church you know, a long time, been, you know, over 50 years, reading the Bible, going to church, stuff like that, and sometimes you hear things in churches, not in this church, but in other churches, like when sickness comes. That God is somehow working out his divine, mysterious purposes through sickness, mm-hmm. car wrecks, divorce, drug addiction, depression, baloney. Right. Yep. Extra large baloney. Yep. Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> If you want to know, you're going to, you might have to read the Bible. You might have to study the Bible. And I just decided one day I was just going to take some time and study the Bible on the subject of healing. And I looked through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts. Now, Sa- Sammy says we're reading the, uh, our Bible readings this week. Are you start with Matthew 9. Yes. Right? I'll have a, we'll have our church app in just a few days, I promise. And it'll be really easy to follow along with the Bible readings. But you can find a Bible reading program uh, until then, right? Just start with Matthew chapter 1 on January 1st and do the math. Get a calendar. Amen? You can do this. Matthew chapter 9, one chapter, five days a week. Amen. Amen. And you'll be just like me. All right. So, (laughs) this is why preachers use notes, right? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. So Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram. So I started to say that in some churches, they say that God is working His purposes through sickness. Well, I would looked in the Bible, and in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I found 112 healing scriptures. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the book of Acts, 112. I just hand-counted them. I was satisfied with that. Because I don't find anywhere, not once, where it says, where somebody came to Jesus and said, Master, will you heal me? And he said, well, you never know what God's going to do. His ways are past finding out. Everything happens for a reason. And this is just your lucky day that you're sick and God knows that you can handle it. That's why God allowed this sickness on you to work His glory through you. He never said that, not once. A hundred and twelve times He said, be made whole, be made whole, be made whole. You are healed. Your faith has healed you. Well, if, it, if, if the faith in the believer would heal them back then, the same faith in the heart of the believer will heal me today. Amen. So you just got to hear the right message, That's right. That's and don't mix it with a bunch of junk out there in, in, in religion world, because right. yeah. this don't mix with religion. That's right. It just don't mix. Yeah. You're going to get confused. So he blessed him. Blessed be Abram by, <laughs> uh, and blessed. Okay, thank you. Blessed be Abram by most by God, most high, the Creator of heaven and earth. All right, And blessed be the Most High God who has defeated your enemies for you. Do you have any enemies? Yeah. You better wake up. You do have enemies. Yeah. Sickness is an enemy. It's not a friend. It's not sent by God. It's purely satanic. Yes. Are you saying, Pastor, that I'm a satanic person if I get sick? No. no. But Satan hates you. That's why he's trying to get you with sickness. That's right. you got to understand that sickness is not from God. Right. You know, if they came to your house and they brought you a package, right? They said, this is from the devil, from 101 Hale Street, right? You look at that and say, I ain't taking that. Just send said, return to sender. Just send that on back. I ain't taking that. Would you take it in the house and open it up? Say, let's see what's in here. You never know. It might be something good. Nothing good comes from the devil, friend. Nothing good comes from the devil. He ain't got nothing good. If he, if he shows you something good, it's so that he can get a hook in your soul and put you in bondage. All right. Blessed be uh, God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. And Abram, here we go. Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had received. Amen. When, see, Abram took his posse and went out and whooped up on Laomer and all of these other kings that had captured Lot, Abram's nephew. Are you following me? Yep. If you, could, if these little guys can follow me, y'all can follow me. Amen. And Abram, see, back in those days when there was a war, you'd capture all their stuff, right? Yep. So Abram was already rich. In chapter 13, verse 2, it says Abram was very rich. Say, very rich. Very rich. Tell your neighbor, say, very rich. very rich. Look at their lips. Look at their lips while they're saying, very rich. Say it sassy like. Say, very rich. You got to get used to talking faith talk. You got to get used to talking kingdom talk, because we have talked depression, defeat, doubt, you know, and drudgery and dread for for too long. And it gets in you if you're not careful. It gets in you if you are careful. So you got to speak the word of God. It's in the Bible, Genesis thirteen two. Say very rich. Tell your faith very buddy. Very say very rich. rich, very rich. Say very healed. Tell, tell your faith buddy very healed in Jesus name extremely healed Extreme yeah fail. extremely healed say I repel sickness I repel. yeah yeah I repel sickness I'm, I'm like a porcupine and sickness like is trying that. to jump on me oh no you don't devil you ain't gonna like this ain't gonna work good for you here you're coming to the wrong you're knocking up the wrong <laughs> knocking on the wrong door barking up the wrong tree amen so he gave him a tenth of all the goods he had received now I was uh having lunch with a a uh, a young person we we have you gotta be careful if I take you to lunch, because I'm a preacher about whatever you say at lunch. All right, all right. But we went, we took some young people to lunch the other day, and uh, and uh, you know I like to tease people a little bit. You know I have a very big appetite, so losing fifty four pounds was no no easy task for me, because I was I was hungry all the time from July, August, September, October, November, December, and I'm kind of hungry right now. Amen. Yay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory. But we were out there having dinner, we went to some restaurant, and they had something that, she had something on her plate that that I really liked, so I figured I'd pull the wool over her eyes a little bit. And I said, uh, do you pay tithes? This is a teenager, right? Do you pay tithes? (laughs) Right? Right? You know what this child of God said? (laughs) I don't have any money, you're making me feel bad. Right? 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 (laughs) And I said, He gives seed to the sower, right, right? and bread to the eater. Hmm? I said, Are you going to finish all that uh, sesame chicken on that plate there? <laughs> you know, you're supposed to bring the the you're supposed to bring the the pastor, the first and the best. Amen, right? Amen. Come on now, give it up here. All right, you'll feel better, <laughs> and God will bless you for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. She says, oh, I didn't know you meant that. I thought you meant money. <laughs> yeah, I know. But see, here's the thing. We think we don't have anything to give. Right. And the Bible says very plainly, he gives seed to the sower. The only question is, am I a sower? Not, is God faithful? Right. That's not the right question. We've got to get on the other side, turn that record over and play the other side and say, am I, am I a sower? Not, is God faithful? Yeah. Hmm? When we start questioning God, God, why is it taking so long? You know, you? You, know you? you know what he's going to tell you? You know what he's going to tell you when you ask him that? How long have I been working with you? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. This ain't magic. This ain't get rich quick. But it is get rich. If you'll if you walk with him, all of your Bible heroes ended up rich. Go right down the list. And many of them, I mean, really hit the skids, but they wound up wealthy. I'm talking about in liquid assets. Listen, there's single moms and people here thinking, and people that are retirement age thinking, well, how could God make me rich? Hold on just a minute here. Hold on just a minute. He's holding all your subatomic particles together. Come on, how do you think he does that? I have no idea. You don't have to know how he does it. Right? right? Do you have to understand everything about airplanes to get to Florida or Texas or Minnesota? Do you go in there and, and cross-examine the pilot when you get on the airplane? Can, uh, explain the avionics of this here to me. Which, <laughs> no? You just, in faith, go sit you down, right? In thy seat, amen. You don't know nothing about it. All you know is, whoa, here we go, baby. Right? Do you pray like that on an airplane? <laughs> I do. I said, no, you don't, devil. I, I, oh. When I get on the plane, I put my hands on it. I said, oh, as a prophet of the Almighty God, I take authority over this airplane. I have not fulfilled my ministry. I have not fulfilled my calling. I have not fulfilled my destiny yet. I must return in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in, in soundness and in wholeness, in Jesus' name. You know that plane that the Iranians shot down the other day? I heard tell that there was a, a person on that plane. This is the offering and the communion message, by the way. There was a person on that plane that was talking to their mother on the phone bef- when they were waiting to take off, saying, I have a bad feeling about this. I just don't believe anybody in this church could have a feeling like that, right? And it's not God. Right. Yeah. One time my daughter, I have, a, I have a daughter who was born in the blizzard of 82. Anybody remember the blizzard of 82? She was born right smack in the middle of that, huh? And uh, she told me one time, she says, Dad, I'm really scared about going on this airplane trip. I'm really scared about this. I said, why? I said, if there was anything bad that was going to happen, God would show me. And I would say something to you. He would show you and he would show me. There's no way that the Holy Ghost would hang you out to dry like that. There's no way. Not after you come here. Not after you come here, I said. That's what this is about. This is real. This is real. You're coming to the master's table. You think he's going to turn his back on you after, after he's welcomed you to his table? He would be unjust if he did something like that. You come and you push all your, like Pastor Gary used to say, push all your chips to the middle. Hmm? Bet the house on Jesus. Right. Yeah. Bet the whole thing. All right, Jesus, here's my whole life. Here to, here, this is it. Here's the whole thing. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll go wherever you tell me to go. That includes finances. And I'm just, here, I'm just here to share with you. I'm here to encourage you and let you know. If you think you have nothing to give, just like that young lady at the dinner table the other day, God gives seed to the sower. And some of you might be thinking, yeah, but I just don't qualify. I'm not a good person. I don't have any money. I don't have any income. Or somebody won't, you know, I have issues with my income. There's something wrong with my checking account or whatever. Forget all that. Forget all of that. And just make a commitment and say, Lord, I want to be a sower. I want to be a sower. And sometimes, sometimes one of the, the spouses, you know, the husband does all the giving and the wife is not really involved. And sometimes the wife does all the giving and the husband is not really involved. I would, I would ask you to examine that and say, hey, can, can we do this as a, as, a, as a couple? You know, I love you, you love me, right? Why can't we do this together? Why don't we come into agreement? Right? And you should be in agreement before you come to church, amen, so that nobody starts pulling on you, right? pastor's not going to pull on you, amen? It's not going to happen at this church. Never, never, never. So I said never. We're never going to pull on people for money. Because the Bible says that only willing offerings are received, right? Right. So you should decide before you come to church what you want to do, and then you should have peace when the offering plate is passed. Amen? Right. And if you, you, you're thinking, well, I wanted to participate. I want to be a sower. Well, just take an envelope. Right. Just take an envelope. I've done this so many times. I had nothing. I said, Lord, all I got is some faith. Will you receive that? Of course he will. Of course he will. And you know, but I'm not there no more. Now I can, uh, it's not like that anymore because faith takes steps. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Give me another verse here and I'm going to wrap this up. Amen. And the king of Sodom, uh-oh, say boo. So you had the you had the king of Salem over here on this side. Now you got the king of Sodom on this side. Well, I wish we had some some actors up here dressed up, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? What a spy versus spy or something like that, you know. King of Salem, yay! Yes, yay. King of Sodom. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to make you a little deal here. Make you a little deal. Right? The devil wants to come make a deal with you, huh? King of Sodom. Give back my people that were captured, and you can keep all the goods. Huh? And the King James, says, give me the souls, and you can keep the money. Hmm. Hmm. I would certainly not want to keep my money and lose my soul. This is not manipulation. Because I've been there many times where I ate my seed or I ate my tithe. I spent my tithe on me. And a portion of my soul, a portion of my well-being was sacrificed in that transaction. Did I lose my soul and go to hell? No. But a, every time I did that, a portion of my future was darkened. I'm just telling you from many years of experience that the, the, these things are so real. Every payday, two kings are going to show up at your house. Amen. Huh? The king of Salem and the king of Sodom. Huh? Until Jesus comes and straightens this whole mess out, we're still dealing with Adam's decision to expose us to the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, here you have a perfect universe. Would you want that or do you want to experience good and evil? <laughs> so we got to deal with that till Jesus comes and casts out all the evil out into that pit. And you're going to see. You're going to see the devil locked up for a thousand years in that pit. One angel is going to come down and bind him with a chain and chuck him in that hole. And you know what we're going to be doing? Woo! Like we just won the Super Bowl, amen.